You are now tuned in to the Profit Link Up. Up, your community connection to small businesses in the Memphis area. I'm John here with Corey, and we're your host today. And our guest today is Daisha McGriff from Shroomlicious Meals LLC. Welcome, Daisha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So, tell me a little bit about Shroomlicious Meals. So, Shroomlicious Meals is a very unique concept. Uh, we focus on everything mushroom. So, like, uh, we focus on, like, the beauty and the versatility of any type of mushroom that exists. Honestly, that can be edible. Really? So, uh, the blue oyster mushroom, we uh, fry those and make mushroom wings. Um, The lion's mane mushroom, I've cooked them differently to be lion's mane steak mushroom steak um and we tested it out with the non-plant-based crowd and they thought they were like little pieces of plank steak you know no kidding um yeah um and then we also do the chestnut mushroom and we do the the regular uh sliced bellas and we crunch them up and slow cook them and put them in our tacos and everything listen we i mean like mushroom galore that's what we do. You know what I mean? So, so what inspired you to start a restaurant that was totally based on mushroom-based meals? So whenever I was on social media and I was cooking, I was saying to myself, I mean, well, I was saying to myself, I want to eat more meaty things, but I don't want to necessarily eat meat. I was reducing my meat consumption. And I was like, I, I need to find something that kind of supplemented it for the most part and I felt like the mushroom was the thing I don't like tofu I'm not a big you know cauliflower type of person Uh so I was like it's the mushroom so whenever I found out that there was a local mushroom farm I was like I'm gonna order all these mushrooms and I'm just gonna figure out how to cook with them and then I started recording myself too and so I kept recording myself on Instagram and TikTok and my following grew and I was like okay and then they were like you cook with a lot of mushrooms and I was like I do cook with a lot of mushrooms (laughs) and so it just turned into like this weird nerd thing I got really into it and um uh people locally started I started cooking for people locally without a name or anything and one of my friends was like you need should need you need to name your your business shroom something because you love mushrooms and so that's how kind of it just flourished into that that's so cool. Well, the, you, you mentioned to me uh, before we started that uh, you're from uh, deep in Alabama. Alabama. And, and you typically don't think of uh, plant-based meals and, and a plant-based meal cook coming yeah. from deep Alabama. How did, how did that evolution happen? So uh, that's definitely true. When I go back home, there's not that many plant-based options. <laughs> um, it's always me cooking. But um, uh, my dad had a garden. He loved vegetables. He always cooked vegetables. We had fresh peas watermelons, uh, okra, tomatoes in our backyard. And so, or across the street, we had like a field across the street that he would plant stuff in. Um, And so I always was around like that garden life um, and just kind of like that, you know, I guess you can call it farm to table life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You were were trendy before before it became a trend. You know, it was just a lifestyle. And so like, um, you know, I guess that just kind of just, you know, compounded to who, who I am. It's just like, I always thought about, man, I would like, I was able to get my hands on some purple hull peas. I don't know if that's real country, but like, mm. I was like, man, 
that is amazing. Everybody was like, why are you so excited? I was like, I haven't had these since I was a kid, I think. I, you know, like, so I, I just, that's how it evolved for me. Like, you know, and when I started eliminating meat, like a lot of things that I cook now as a plant-based chef, I think about some of the stuff that I would eat when I was growing up or how I can be creative with the plant. Like, you know, it's just, how can I make this like... How can I elevate this into like a, a nice dish? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So. I believe that as a um, plant-based eater myself, what you do is absolutely amazing because I have tried your food and I just want to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Viewers, this food is amazing. Thank you. Uh, I love I love the approach. I love even the the verbiage that you use. You you, you refer to it uh, continually as plant based. I think sometimes there's there's so many splinters, almost as there are in uh, in religions and churches and this sort of thing. Uh, uh, people tend to find the things that that uh, that divide them rather than the things that unite them. And I love how how you're looking at at language even that's used in the in, the, in your recipes as a way that unites people just around delicious food. Yeah, because you know people want to know that they can um easily go into things it's you you know there's if you understand how people work as a whole everyone is not going to do things the same way so how do you create a bridge that most people can you know cross Mm -hmm. right um you have people who are like strict and disciplined and can be like you know i'm waking up today and i'm going to run every morning for this week and they run every morning but you know what if i start off start this walking crew right Let's walk every morning and then let's lead up to, to running. So that's why we adapted the plant forward lifestyle. We don't necessarily with Shroomlicious Meals say vegan food or, you know, we're just like, hey, this is plant based food. We love mushrooms. We don't use dairy. You know, like we, you know, we, we just kind of do it that way. We're really subtle with it. You know what I mean? Well, it seems like you love people. You're 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 kind of a natural host. Thank you, thank uh, you. <laughs> that that uh, I think you you draw people in that just that that want to be together. That the, the the wonderful thing about eating together is that sense of community. Yeah. And you're finding again ways to draw people together. It's not the uh, the Thanksgiving dinner table where everybody gets divided over politics yes. or anything like that. It's how do we bring everybody together? Yeah. By the way, the the thing the, the easiest way to get people together delicious food. Delicious food. Exactly. And. To all of our listeners, because I know they have that one question in in the back of their heads. If you're vegan or if you're plant based, why are you eating food that tastes like meat? Right. So here's my take. This is my point of view on that. I love your perspective. Okay, my perspective is let's take the burger for example. Mm -hmm. I love burgers. I've always loved burgers. I love burgers too. But I don't. I as I grew to grew to like know how I couldn't eat beef anymore. It's like man, I wouldn't mind having a burger, but I just don't want my burger to be from a cow. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I want it to be something else. So like I I ventured and I tried different types of burgers. I mean, you have the mushroom burger, like you know, look the portobello steak. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's not still giving you what you you want, but like when you try beyond or impossible and you're like okay this gives me a a taste of a burger but it's a plant Mm -hmm. that's essential for us because it's like we love burgers like that's the thing people mix up it's like we like burgers we just don't like them the source of what the common burger comes from that makes sense oh it does and i don't like to try to convert people per se but i will say if you didn't season your steak or your meat right i promise you wouldn't be eating it exactly that is a really (laughs) that's a really perfect point because 
I try to tell my followers and people um, who are in our cooking classes and stuff, it's like seasoning is key. Seasoning is like, I mean, like a vegetable. You, put, you can it's put spice. the same thing you put on a steak, on a mushroom or whatever else, and it tastes, the only thing is it may have a different texture, but you have to mentally know that this is not a piece of steak. You know? do, do you think that's why some people have an aversion to vegetables, perhaps, is that is that people just act like you're supposed to be just throw them out natural, unlike you would do for a a steak or any other uh, yeah, uh, piece of meat. That, people that, that, forget that. they can season whatever they want. Which yeah. is crazy because people do season their vegetables still. I mean, I season, I eat broccoli, but I'll still season it with uh, pink salt and pepper, yeah. you know, and butter. Yeah. You know? So it's it's okay to season your plants and to also sometimes make them taste like meat. Yeah, so what I do is I'll take whatever I'm trying to uh, manipulate in regards to like um, like if I have a lion's mane mushroom, for example, and I want to make a quote unquote steak flavor, I'm like, what would I put on a steak? What do people put on steaks? They sell steak seasonings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just read the back of it. If you don't want any traces of dairy, read the back of it and make sure it's not in there. But if it's not, you can literally, like I'm telling you, it's that easy. You put it on wow. there, you cook it, you know, cook it, and then it tastes like it, it tastes, the flavor is there. That's the biggest thing, the flavor. Did you notice a substantial change in yourself as you changed your diet? Yes, I did. So I've always been a plus-size girl. I don't think that, you know, that is just going to go away from me. But I have, like, just my skin, my attitude, um, my... Uh, I don't know if it's the plant. You do glow. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's like I have, like, a... It's, a, it's like a different aura, like, now. You know what I mean? Like, I... But the biggest thing I've noticed is my skin. And even when I work out, like, I'm able to just, like, just go with it. You know what I mean? Do you feel like you have more energy, like, when you wake up in the morning? Yes. You don't I, feel sluggish? I don't feel sluggish. Um, I have more energy. I'm able to just kind of, like, just go for a long time. Um, the only time I can say where, and this is something that I want more, like, plant-based people to realize is whenever I was, uh, I got really busy, I'm an entrepreneur, um, and it's just a real moment. Um, I was eating a lot of quick vegan junk food, yeah. which which is not good. It does Even, exist, y'all. It does vegan, exist. Vegan food does exist in junk food. It, junk, yeah, it, it, you know, that's that, you know, because fries are vegan, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then, True. you know, the plant-based burgers are awesome. They're good, but you don't want to eat them all the time. Mm-hmm. You want to supplement with some fresh vegetables and stuff. And at one point, I was eating a lot of the process, like, on the go. I was I'm just going to go get something really quick. And um, I was seeing the effect of, like, okay, I need to chill. So when I took it back, it's okay to have it. When I took it back and I started, like, eating more fruits and vegetables and stuff, I kind of got back into it, into, like, feeling really good, you know? So it's it's a balance, even in plant-based. Well, uh, what's the favorite meal that you make? Um, My favorite meal um, is the steak and potatoes. I know I'm back on that, but, like, the lion's mane mushroom, I like mm-hmm. to cook the steak. I make a chimichurri with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make gouda mashed potatoes to go with it. There's really? a Gouda vegan cheese that's really Did good. That? And wow. you can get it from Walmart. This, really? This is say Walmart, yeah. Wow, it's so, amazing how mainstream uh, how and, and how much of the populace. I was, I was mentioning earlier, there's a great percentage of our office here that uh, that eats a, a plant-based diet. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. That, and again, the, the interesting thing to me is in years past, I would have always known that. And now it's just subtle. It's just it's just it's part it. of who I am. It's not, this sets me apart from everybody else. It's, it's, I, it's I'm in, I, I choose what I eat and choose what I put in my body. And it's, there's enough options out there. 
I don't have to make a big deal out of it. Right. And, and people have to understand that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you make your own choices. Um, but when it comes to like, you know, you, you make your own educated choices. That's what I, I encourage people to do. Like, if you know something, you know, you know it now. So now if you don't make a decision or make the choice to eat healthier, it's on you. But, you know, the options are here. And the vegan community and the plant-based community in Memphis is growing. I mean, we just had the Memphis Vegan Festival that Cynthia Daniels hosted. I think about four or 5,000 people were out there. Wow. Yeah, and my line was so long. <laughs> and it's like, and we were outside grilling on three grills. We was making mushroom um, tacos and mushroom fillies, and we had the, the we did, we do a smash burger, and <laughs> and it, the line was crazy. It was so hot that all three of my grills went out gradually. They like. Oh, first was out. First was up. Second was third. Say, like, dang. And we had actually sold out of mushrooms, but we still had burgers that we was trying to sell. <laughs> and so that's crazy. You know, that's Memphis. So what's, uh, that, uh, that is, again, the, the, the city that's billed as being the unhealthiest city in America. <laughs> you guys are changing that. The barbecue city, baby, is yes. now turning vegan. It is. The vegan barbecue is coming soon, guys. We actually thinking about adding some barbecue items to uh, Shroomlicious because we're in Memphis. But yeah, girl, you better not. You are going to make me fat. Why would you do this to me? Why would you do this to me? Yeah, please do. I miss barbecue. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, we're gonna be thinking about ribs and fry and French fries are my favorite meal as a kid. Mainly, and what I discovered as an adult, the reason why it was my favorite meal as a kid is because I love barbecue sauce. I love barbecue sauce. If you if you end up actually doing that. First customer, right? I got you. First we, we definitely think we're we're um, working on developing like um, different menu items every week to feature. Um, like uh, this week, we're probably gonna do like loaded shroom nachos because I have a lot of tortillas left over. So if we're we like to do things like homemade, so we're gonna deep fry the tortilla ch- uh, shells and make our own nacho chips, and you know put the mushrooms and the onions and the the cheese on top and stuff. So we might have that tomorrow. I'm, I'm yeah, trying to yeah, I'm trying to pull me, it off. Have me at nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves nachos. But what is, what is the the favorite menu item? Uh, right now it's the wings. Everyone loves like Memphis loves chicken wings, but mm-hmm. we we have mushroom wings, and so people love our shroomlicious wings that's what we that's what we call them <laughs> and uh we first started off with just doing the mushroom wings we would fry them and we made our own avocado crema sauce mm-hmm. and we it's like a coconut avocado lime and cilantro blend and seasonings and we drizzle it over the wings and wow. then like i people were i mean crazy it was going crazy and then i was i'm gonna start adding flavors so like about two weeks ago, we added uh, lemon pepper and garlic parmesan. Mm-hmm. Can I be a testimonial real quick? Uh, <laughs> I've tried those lemon pepper wings. They are fire. Yeah. <laughs> good, Thank y'all. you. Well, as you got our mouths watering, maybe it's a good time to uh, to tell everybody as they listen to uh, the Profit Link up from the Profit Link about how they can find you and how where where Shroomlicious is located and and how they can get a hold of you and get some of these delicious items themselves. Yeah. Um. So uh, you can find us at twelve forty nine Heiston Place uh, every Thursday and Friday. Uh, we're open uh, from ten thirty a.m. to two p.m. 
Um, July next month, we're going to be open from 1030 uh, a.m. to 6 p.m. Wow. Yeah, because we, we have people asking us to be open longer. So, yes. um, yeah, because <laughs> people like yeah, come yeah. like right at the end of one. And we're like, we're, we're going to be closing soon. Um, we're in a shared kitchen right now. Okay. Um, and so we uh, in the shared kitchen, you share space. So it's like we have to be out at a certain time. But we have uh, maneuvered it where we can kind of stay there a little longer now for July. Okay. Um, and so that's you know you order online from shrimpliciousmeals.com. You pick you put your pickup time. You text us, I'm here, pimp. We come to the car. Uh, we get your food, you know, and uh, that's just that's that's how it goes. We do the pop ups. Um, I do private chef experiences uh, where I come and cook for people. That's a part of it. Um, Shrimpliciousmeals, and we also do festivals. We have. About three or four festivals we're trying to do this, this year. Um, one in Dallas, one in Atlanta, one in St. Louis. Right. So we love festivals. That's our thing. Well, congratulations. Thank I'll you. tell you, so you, you sprung up at an interesting time. You started your business at an interesting <laughs> time. How is, how is the COVID-19 and the hopefully somewhat post-COVID-19 uh, uh, milieu affected your business? Well, see, we started in the pandemic, like right in the pandemic. Mm. And I started... I, I, I don't, I'm a fireball. <laughs> I don't understand why I did it. Um, a lot of my coworkers uh, were losing their jobs, and I'm like, I'm, I had my job was definitely secure, um, and I was told it was secure, but I was so burnt out. I was like, I cannot stay here. I'm, wow. I, I just can't. Um, and so I was like, I'm just gonna. I had I had a deal with. Uh, somebody I met through my job where we were doing a lot of my projects together and he owned his own business. And he was like, come work with me. You have your clients. I have my clients. And we just continue to work together. So I had it set up like that, like from a marketing perspective. But it didn't work out. Um, And at that time, I had started cooking more anyway. And so people started asking me to meal prep for them and deliver to them. And so I started doing meal prep delivery. And then it just kind of, it just kept building from there. And then that first vegan festival really helped us. It's like, the, you know, it just really just pivoted for us. And so our concept now with the curbside pickup and even with delivery, we do DoorDash, but we do DoorDash in like a certain radius. It kind of, it helps with the whole COVID thing because it's like, you stay in your car, we bring you bring it to you, um, or you can get it delivered to your home. So it, you know, and we're not, and it's not a huge risk for us right now because we're only open two days a week with limited hours. Right. Um, but uh, we see the growth, so we move very gradually. Like the next step for us is trying to find a food truck. Okay. So we're working on funding for that. If anybody know anything about funding, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I was just about to ask you, what are your plans um, for the future? Do you have any plans of expanding, trying to get a food truck, a restaurant, you know? Yeah, we, we definitely, the restaurant is something that we want to do, like, you know, last. And I mean, like, like three, four, five years from now. Like, restaurant, like a, a brick and mortar is not in our our forte at the moment Mm -hmm. we want a food truck so that we can go and set up at festivals right we like to be global because i as my research so there's not that many concepts like ours right now like that's focusing on mushrooms and it's fun and stuff like that we want it to be nationwide so we want to get a truck and we want to go to the festivals set up in different cities do tours and stuff like that we like to be mobile Mm -hmm. and when the opportunity comes to get a brick and mortar we will but Right now, I'm trying to get into a food truck. 
Well, your background's in marketing, and how's that? How's that affected? You've you've been a, a tremendous success uh, for a young business uh, just starting off. How is how's your marketing background uh, parlayed that for you? Yeah, I understand the importance of of being present where customers are. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of restaurants and businesses don't understand that, and that's where a lot of our success. Has come from, and with what that means is got, got to go fishing where the fish are, as well. Yeah, and where the fish is, on, they're on social media. Yeah, and so we uh, we spend a lot of time on social media. I have a blog page with um, about thirty thousand followers. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, and um, I just hit thirty thousand uh, yesterday morning, and I'm already at thirty five thousand five hundred now. It's like it's growing. Wow. And oh, I, but I, but with with I, I mentioned that to say that's from consistency. It's understanding your audience, knowing who your audience, are, you know, who they are and what they want. You know what I'm saying? So with Shroomlicious, I realized that people want an experience. They want something different. That's why on our page, like even in the bio, it says live reviews from our pimps. Majority of our posts on Shroomlicious are reactions. Yes. Real reactions, by the way, of people eating the food and telling like... Oh my God, I love this. So you know, <laughs> so we do very, we do very. My like, so I understand from a marketing standpoint. I understand that strategy means something. Sure. I understand knowing your audience and making it fun. Like that's why we use pimp and our language, our tone is very chill and stuff like that because we want people to feel like this is like family. Like it's like home. It's like home. You come to Shroomlicious, like Shroomlicious is real cool. I really like them. You know, so. That's that's the marketing piece for me. Well, again, as we discussed before, too, just to kind of circle back a little bit, I think your your authenticity and and, and just the joy you exude yeah. draws people in, and people that again might have been put off if it was if it was if it was mechanical, if it felt too yeah. too too strict and structured or uptight, that that people be a little bit nervous about coming in. But I think I think you, by force of personality and the kind of business you're setting up, yeah. draws those people in that might not otherwise give it a shot. And then yeah. I suspect they get addicted. We get a lot of people who say they don't like mushrooms, and really? they uh, uh, they'll uh, they'll try something to be like, I love this. That means a lot, you know. So like, okay, I thought you didn't like mushrooms. I'll mess with us. I thought you just like mushrooms. Isn't that fun? That sometimes the most, <laughs> most fun you can have is win over the skeptical customer. Yeah, yeah, you know. And of course, if it's hard running a business, is hard or running a restaurant. A mini, a pop up is hard. I mean, I, I don't even have a full blown restaurant yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, or, or even like the food truck. But what I've learned is to be diligent, be consistent, and do the best you can, and make sure you serve the customer. Absolutely. Like you know, I tell I have a, I have two staff members, two and a two and a baby. <laughs> so, um, and I tell them I'm like you know, you know we want to make sure that the customers' needs are met. I don't I have, I set expectations. I don't want no one waiting too long. I you know, and we and I ask the customers. I'm transparent. That's another marketing strategy. I'll go on Instagram, but look, guys. We are short-staffed or, hey, guys, we could test out new menu items. Be patient with us today, okay? Please, you know. Or if they call, we'll be like, hey, look, we're running behind. We're coming. I offer that transparency because it's a family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's fun. Well, now's probably a good time to uh, to take another break to uh, let people know where uh, we're, we're talking to Shroomlicious right here on the Profit Link up from the Profit Link. Tell them again how they can find your delicious food. Yeah. So, again, you can find us at 1249 Heiston Place uh, every Thursday and Friday from 1030 a.m. to 2 p.m. right now. 
and where would they find you on the web or not? Oh, social? yeah, um, shroomliciousmeals.com to order food. Uh, social media is on Instagram and uh, Facebook, shroomliciousmeals. Fantastic. Hey, Profit Linkers. This is Corey with the Profit Link Up. Our guest today is the mouthwatering Shroom Malicious Meals. And when I tell you, our taste buds are dying for more. Just wait till you hear the rest of our amazing interview. Hey, Daisha, do you have any uh, words for our listeners? What's up, everyone? This is Daisha McGriff with Shroom Malicious Meals. And today I've been with the Profit Link Up, and it's been a great time. A great time. I love it. Well, we absolutely appreciate you and all your hard work. Look, make sure to check out Profit Link Up for all your small business news and needs and why they're going to be very big very soon. Stay tuned for more and back to our show. So we are back with Shroom Malicious Meals, everybody. I love, love, love Shroom Malicious Meals, guys. If you have not tried this, you must. It is A1 steak sauce. <laughs> but I do have a curious question. So what has been some of the challenges that you've been facing since you've opened up your business? Um, Understanding the science of food business, um, uh, I have sort of an advantage over someone who just may open up a kitchen or a food truck because they like to cook because I under, I work with chefs. Um, I worked in marketing, but I worked in food and beverage. So uh, my right hand, my, my colleagues were chefs and catering managers and stuff like that. And my job was to uh, take the their operational stuff and make it appeasing to the customers and the clients and, you know, from a, you know, out consumer standpoint right but in those meetings and discussions I, I i heard them talk about food costs labor costs product costs um and sometimes when i would offer um promotions and stuff to them i would have to figure out if the food cost was something that like you know they could do you know what i'm sure. saying you know what i'm saying so it's like uh your food costs 30%, you know, opportunity buyers are these steak burgers now. So this, you know, th- that language I was around. So going into this, I understand it. But the most difficult part is that then I didn't have to do what they did. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to do inventory. I didn't have to do the numbers and the recipes. And did it affect your your uh, your purse uh, at the end of the day? Well, like it affected theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, OK. I need to sit down and cost out these recipes, like, um, and see how much a burger. I know how much a burger cost me, you know, mm-hmm. to make, and I understand my my margin on the burgers, you know. But sometimes, like, I have to discipline myself, and I still have to. Now I'm not perfect. It's like, okay, Daisha, you just came like the nachos I just told you guys about. Right. I haven't costed them out yet. I didn't right. cost them out today, <laughs> and I'm talking about adding them tomorrow. You know, it, they most realistically probably next week, but like. Those type of things I'm learning that I have to, it's just been difficult, you know what I mean? Because some you have to sit down and be a, be a scientist to your business. Sorry. Be a scientist to your business. You have to like, you know, um, just sit down and just dissect it. 
and a lot of business owners don't know that and it's hard well and it's i think it's particularly hard sometimes for creatives yes uh, oh my it's, God. It's, a, it's an interesting blend to find because the creative again you want the, the thing that makes you creative that makes you come up with these amazing recipes and these these cool ideas and an interesting business concept is antithetical sometimes to being able to sit down and have the structure to say okay let's spreadsheet this let's see what the cost is going to be of these foods and that sort of thing yeah. in there and it's, it's and i'm a creative first yeah. and that's so that is it's literally like banging me on my head to sit down and do numbers and and do numbers and you know un, like you know i had told my one of my staff members she decided to come in early and do everything early without my permission and i'm like no you gotta you know you, you, I, I, didn't, I never had to deal with that type of stuff. It's like, no, sure. you have to ask me before you come in because you're expected to be paid for that time. Right. And, you know, There's so a budget. It's a budget, you yeah. know, and I have to, all of that stuff is just new for me. Labor costs. Labor costs. Yes. And a lot of what I've learned from, from you know, because even going to the space, you get to know other people who have restaurants and businesses. Mm-hmm. It's hard for all of us. Yes, but it is. With me coming from that corporate business mindset and sitting in these meetings, like, all right, labor costs is high this week, guys. Yeah. You know, I understood, like, hey, this reason why they did it this way. It's reason why this is like a Fortune 500 company, you know? And so I try to model that because you want to be. You want to be successful like that, you know what I mean? Processes and systems. Well, and, I, and, and developing that system, I think, gives you the great advantage to being able to think about one day being able to scale. Yes. Uh, what you're doing and be able to get this to a to a, a wider audience, even yeah. than than uh, than you might be able to from one location. Yeah, and and you that's that's so true. And I had a hard pill to swallow recently because I realized that I am a good cook. Mm-hmm. Um, but my biggest asset to Shroomlicious is not me cooking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I have I have to, and sometimes as a business owner, it's like, I don't know if I can afford to hire anyone to cook, though. And it's like, what do you do? You know? So you have to have those conversations with yourself. You can't. It's hard because it... it, it bumps up against that budget you're finally starting to get a little bit of breathing room you go yeah. oh, I can do this and then you go and now I need to give it away to to have somebody I need to figure out and I need to make myself replaceable yeah I, I tend to joke about it I don't mean it morbidly but I was operating on the hit by a bus theory of could things operate just fine without me if I was hit by a bus it's not to say I don't add anything or that I like to think that people might miss me or that I'm valuable yeah. but but does it work without me? If it's not, it's not a business. Right. I'm just self-employed, and the moment I get sick or or something happens, it goes away. There goes the business too. Yeah. Don't worry about it, Greg. I'll take over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got your back, man. I got that bumper for you. I got that tag number. Yeah, Thank you and, so much. And I I realized that uh, I had a private chef if, uh, event um, in Miami for a week um someone wanted me to come out and cook for um her and her daughter for a whole week that's amazing oh yeah it was a blessing i couldn't believe it i was like you know private chef is a luxury it's a premium experience and so i'm so i'm like you know these are these are my costs okay but you want me to come to Miami, so you gotta pay <laughs> for you gonna have to pay for lodging for a week right. and my flight. You know, right. like you know, not only did she pay for that, she and I don't want to stay at Motel Six. Right, come on, <laughs> and, and, and and not only did she 
flight. She she booked on a private resort. That was like, oh, who God. is this person? You like, know, what was this? This was like two like two weeks ago. Why didn't you take me? <laughs> That's the thing. I couldn't bring anyone. That was the catch. Oh, and really? she was like, no, this is only for you. Like it was like you know. But anyway. I had to make a decision, like, do I close from Wishes this week mm-hmm. or do I, my nephew, uh, he works a lot with me. I was like, do I let him run from Wishes for the week? And that's a good point that you made. Shroom Wishes still is a business. Right. It, you know, it needs to thrive without me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have, I'm going to coach him mm-hmm. and I'm going to let him do it. And he did a good job. Good. He did a good job. And that, what, that was a pill that I, and I was able to just be like, all right, I did I did all the marketing stuff for real that week. I was like, I was texting everyone, we're open, you know, posting. I was working, because, you know, when I was doing the pro, I had to have dinner done at five, lunch at one, and after that, I could do whatever I wanted to. It's beautiful. I'm trying to get more gigs like that, you know, just saying. But, uh, anybody, anybody's listening has a little extra scratch. I'm just and, saying, uh, you know, and, and, if y'all need a private chef, let me know. So, um, uh, so I was able to just let him, you know, run that, and it was nervous, nerve wracking for me. I was like, "Did you do inventory? Huh? Did you do inventory?" He's like, "Yeah, I did inventory." I said, "Okay, all right, good, good." Oh, what about this? <laughs> and he was like, "I got it under control." And even the staff members, and you know, we're in a shared space in the kitchen, so we're like a big family. They was, they call him nephew. They're like, "Nephew did so good last week without you," and that's the pill I had that swallow. Was like. You know, people can cook this stuff that I don't have to cook. Deja, you are officially a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it's it's tough though. It's a, it's it's a tough thing to do. I mean, as business owners, we we have strong egos, which made us venture out on our own to think we could we could see something and do it better uh, in there. And so it's hard to get past that. I, I remember um, one of the uh, one of the great gals who works for me had called me on a weekend and needed me to to come down to an event we were doing. She said, "I think I think I need your help." And I got down there, and she said, "Yeah, I really don't think I need you." And I was kind of torn. I was like, "Well, on the one hand, I kind of want to be needed." And on the other hand, I'm like, uh, I ought to be feeling complete relief because I know she's so talented. She's got this on her own. Yeah. They don't need me. That's that's where now I am a business owner. Right, right. Yeah. That's a good way to think about it. I didn't even think about it like that. I know the feeling. Uh, my family owns a business and my father, we've been, we were the first wing business here in the city and the first black wing business oh, here in the city. Oh, what's the name of the business? It's uh, Debo's. Okay. Um, and with that business having lasted this long, my father started out in a food truck, you know. And actually, it started out at our at his house and my mom's house uh, with them having parties, you know, bringing people into testing parties, you know, just to test out the the flavors until they got it right. And then my dad got a food truck, and then we ended up brick and mortar, you know, and he had to go through that same process where he had to make sure, you know, he could train the people right. And he trusted himself to know that he knew what he was doing and that he hired the right people to take that business off his hands when he was not, you know, not there. You know, that's what the managers are for. He trained them to know the operation in and out like he did. Of course, nobody's going to know it exactly like you do as the business owner, but you have to understand that you have to feel faith in yourself and trust the people that you've hired to be able to take up that mantle because you've put in the work 
behind them. You know, you put in all that work behind them, you made sure they knew what they were doing and then you have to trust them to follow through. Right. And, you know, you have to, you know, be okay with accepting that. You know, it's like, did it do well this week? Cool. And if it didn't, then that means they need some more training or I need to find somebody who's better right. suited for that. It's all about a business mindset. It's not, you know, personal. <laughs> it's all a business. It's all a, it's all a business, you know, and you can't take that personally. You have to structure what you can do for that business and what's best for it. Right. And, you know, you did exactly that. You went to make your money outside the city, but you knew that your business could continue to run without you. That's beautiful. To make money while you're away. Double right. money. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So that's the goal. That's double, the goal. Double dip. I love it. Well, tell me something. What makes Shroomlicious uniquely Memphis? Oh, well, I mean, Memphis is the stomping ground for it. You know what I mean? And we Memphis is the place of wings, and we don't do wings like other Memphians. We do the plant-based wings. You know what I'm saying? That's we do so the mushroom wings. You can come to Memphis and get the Shroomlicious experience. You can't get it anywhere else you know what i mean yet yes yes, yes. i think oh you know, it'll still it'll still be it'll have memphis fingerprints all over it yeah. wherever it goes wherever it goes barbecue yeah. pending everybody barbecue, <laughs> barbecue is pending we actually and so um i don't i'm still testing this out but like we actually want to be uh we don't want to like dip into like having being a certain cuisine um, and I know this is this my my chef friends are probably like you you shouldn't do this, but it's something since we're small we can test concepts out, and so we want to be so focused on the, the mushroom that we do whatever we want with it, um, and so with that being said, on my blog page I made um, sesame mushrooms, I made the the, the lion's mane like sesame chicken bites. <laughs> my nieces and nephews came to visit me, and they're like we're hungry, and I'm like oh my god you guys are always hungry, so I had. <laughs> <laughs> I had like lion's mane and so I cut the lion's mane up and I deep fried up and I made a sesame sauce and I dressed it in the sesame sauce and I made some lo mein, a veggie lo mein hmm. and some broccoli and stuff, you know. And they ate it up. You they didn't even know. <laughs> We're actually gonna put this some um wings, the eel sauce on the wings. We do that at the kitchen for the people in the kitchen. They be like, I want my wings to have eel sauce. Oh. So that might be a thing. And we put some sesame seeds on top. But yeah, so, yeah, so, and that's like, in a sense, that's like an Asian cuisine. Then you have barbecue. And so I'm trying to figure out how to marry it all, but the the thing is the mushroom. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. And I love that niche. Well, tell people again where, where people can find you and how they can get you get, get a hold of you online to order your meals. Yes. So, uh, shroomliciousmeals.com. You can order at shroomliciousmeals.com. 1249 Heiston Place. Uh, you really don't have to know the address if you order online. It'll, it'll send it to you. Um, but we're open from 1030 to 2. Next month, 1030 a.m. to 6. So, yeah. Will it be concurrent um, from 1030 to 6 from that point going forward? Hopefully, if it works out for July, we doing it. If it don't work out, we are going back to <laughs> go support a Memphis original. We need to see you love the food. You want to make sure that there. If you went once this week, go go twice. Right. You know, we have people pull up two times in a day. Really? Yes. You'll like, be seeing me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> when I see you coming, I'm like, no, we have scoring. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we have people pull up two times a day, um, and then people they know that we do the reviews. They ask to be recorded. 
That's like Sierra is our runner, and she's like, Sierra, come record me, record my review. <laughs> We've had last week. We had people drive from Louisiana to try food. Uh, wow. We had somebody from St. Louis. Um, we've had someone from uh, Nashville, um, and the lady she was visiting from Maryland, but she was visiting Memphis from Maryland. But she knew we were here, and she was like, when she was, I come to Memphis, I got trash from delicious. So, and we're like, and they come up, they're like, is this from like, yeah, this is a shared kitchen, but we're in here, you know? So it's nothing fancy, but the food, that people like the food. Sure Malicious is going to become a household name and I'm looking forward to it. I want to say thank you because when I moved back here, um, to town, I couldn't, I was wondering where am I going to find vegan food? Where am I going to find something to eat in this city? Because this is a barbecue city. I don't know what I'm going to do. And to have been fortunate enough to have run across Nisha um, when I was working one day. And then she, you know, put me on to you guys as well. I mean, it was just, it was synergy. It was beautiful. And that's when I started to find more vegan food in the city. And I was like, thank you. I finally have things I can eat. And I know there's a lot of people who are plant-based and vegan and you know vegetarian and they are looking for food, you know, so I'm thankful to have you and others here in the city, you know, for us to be able to actually find nourishment and it, it means a lot. So thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad that that helps. I really am. I'm glad that people are being exposed to it, but you made me think of something when you mentioned Isha. So uh, a lot of people don't know this yet. I think this is the first time I've mentioned it. But um, I'm a, well, not the fact that you know that we have the Vegan Table 901. Um, the Vegan Table 901 is a collective of, of four business owners. Um, we're um, Black-owned women business owners that sell vegan food. Amazing. Yeah, and we, we all kind of have our own lane. We have uh, Live Your Life Juices that does juices, obviously. <laughs> um, and then we have thick-ass vegan, Nisha, she does desserts, um, and then myself, I do the mushrooms, and then some of a vegan does, like, lasagna, and she just, like, kind of the comfort food of us, of the bunch of us, but we were uh, fortunate enough to, uh, we were featured in Edible Memphis, um, and there's this spot in Orange Mound um, that's, like, it's called Landmark, and Orange Mound, um, they want to uh, expose the community to more plant-based eating. Yes. And so, there's a building there that they just basically just I have these are the keys to it you know what I'm saying like <laughs> we want you guys to wow. serve plant based food out of here oh my goodness and so well, like literally when I leave here I'm going we're going to clean because we have to paint and everything so um, in August we're having a really big vegan plant based cookout there for people wow. just kind of like our grand opening you know it's nothing like real fancy but it's like it's, it's there and it's like something that we've been given and it's like it's amazing and so not real uh, fancy but real and real food right that's what I'm saying and that's all and it's, it has a real purpose you serving the community you said in August in August we were trying to shoot for July but we just it's busy it's been busy of course Um, and it's like early August I want to say um, and we are going to have different days. So, like, you know, I think Nisha is going to be doing Sundays and Mondays. I'll be doing Tuesdays, Son of a Vegan Wednesday, um, Live Your Life Juices on Thursdays. And we all just going to be there serving food, selling food. Nice. You can come in, you can sit down and eat. What is the address for that? I don't location? know. I don't know yet. 
Got you. But it's coming. So this is just a teaser. We did like a little teaser on on Instagram. Say, hey guys, we got big news. The vegan table. Uh, but we were able to share that success together. You know what I mean? Like, of course. and we're like, that's that's unheard of. You know. It is. I love the cooperative community. Yeah. They don't see it as a zero-sum game that if somebody wins, I lose. Right. It's, hey, if one of us wins, we all win. Yes, exactly. we all win. And, and that's in fact, none of us win unless we all win. Exactly, exactly. And we uh, we necessarily wasn't approached. Uh, Aisha from Son of a Vegan was approached about it. Oh, wow. And she was like, because she just, she, uh, Son of a Vegan um, is having a, a restaurant in the Hickory Ridge Mall that she's about to open. But she was like, I have... Like a whole network, so can we all come? <laughs> like you know, and I'm like, of course. I mean, they're like, of course, and they knew about us already, so it just it worked out. So um, that's another spot to think about. You know what I mean? That's another place that Shroomlicious will be. We'll still be at the kitchen doing Thursdays and Fridays, but we'll be also open on Tuesdays doing like Taco Tuesday. So love it. Love it. Absolutely Love wonderful. It. Profit Linkers, you heard it here first. Shroomalicious is going worldwide, baby. Yes. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so thankful that you came on to the show for everybody to hear, for our listeners to be able to open up their minds to possibly try you out, you know, and be open minded. Try it out once. If you like it, go again. Right. And if you don't, you know, it's okay. Plant forward with a real purpose. Well, we want to thank our guest, Dacia McGriff of Shroomlicious Meals, LLC. Hunger for some Shroomlicious Meals? Visit Dacia's website at shroomliciousmeals.com or find her on Instagram. Thanks for listening to The Profit Link Up. Tune in for more local business spotlights and stories of businesses that are uniquely Memphis.